All Scripture is given by divine inspiration of God. 2 Timothy 3.16 In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.1 These two scriptures are very telling. Number one, it's saying that all Scripture has been divinely inspired from the heart of God directly for the heart of man, or directly to the heart of man. And the other one is that the Word of God is synonymous with the character of God. In other words, His Word reveals His very nature of who He is, and what His intent is, and how He's delivering this so that we may be edified and be able to be taught and be able to use this as as getting to know who God is. And in essence, it's also helping us know who we are. So these are pretty bold, outrageous statements. And a lot of people don't believe the Bible or they think certain stories are true and certain things are fabricated and whatnot, which leads us to where we are right now. Can we really trust the Bible? Is the Bible accurate? I am Mark Russick, and you are listening to The Russick Outlook. I realized when invoking on this path, I would need to test the strength of the Bible in the light of numerous subjects. Since I am walking down roads that look at the origins and potential purpose of mankind, measured against polar opposite vantage points such as evolutionary science and theological values, it seemed essential that I would need to scrutinize the Bible's accuracy and reliability. While I intend to explore the archaeological, prophetic, and other claims in later postings, for the purpose of introduction and some intellectual confidence, I am satisfied to first examine the Bible as a literary work and as a historical document. The first thing that strikes me is looking at the history of mankind's reaction to the Bible. No other book has ever been loved or so hated by so many. This has been adored and read by billions of people all over the world and throughout many centuries, easily making it the best-selling book of all time, bar none. Even today, the Bible continues to be the number one selling book every year, but is ominously omitted from the leading book publishing lists year after year. But why? Interestingly, this book also offers the largest amount of language translations, oftentimes for some of the most remote geographical regions in the world. What is even more remarkable is how it stood the test of time by having to survive through persecutions. Consider over the centuries how many nations and governments tried to burn it, ban it, and outlaw it. From the Roman Empire to present-day communist and Islamic-dominated countries, no other book has been so scrutinized and vilified. What book on religion, philosophy, psychology, and classical or modern times has evoked such venom and skepticism, such thoroughness and erudition upon every chapter, line and tenet, yet it still remains loved, studied, and read by hundreds of millions of people today. Again, I ask, but why? This alone warrants a closer look at its value to mankind. Throughout the Bible, the emotions and the moods run the entire human spectrum, such as peaks of joy, valleys of sorrow and despair, times of certainty and conviction, 
and yet other times of confusion and doubt. This was also written in a variety of literary styles. Poetry, historical narrative, song, romance, personal correspondence, memoirs, satire, biography, autobiography, law, prophecy, parable, and allegory. The Bible also does not shy away from volatile and controversial subjects. Marriage, divorce, remarriage, homosexuality, adultery, obedience to authority, truth-telling and lying, character development, parenting, the nature and revelation to God. From Genesis through Revelation, these subjects were treated with an amazing degree of harmony and yet still remains one single unfolding theme, God's redemption of human beings. The paradise lost in Genesis becomes the paradise regained in Revelation. The leading character throughout claims to be the one true living God made known through Jesus Christ. What I find most compelling about this book is that it was written over a 1,500-year span that includes 66 books written by more than 40 authors from every walk of life. They include kings, military leaders, peasants, physicians, philosophers, fishermen, tax collectors, poets, musicians, statesmen, scholars, and shepherds. This collaboration of books was penned and compiled throughout the world on three different continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, and in three languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. What is remarkably true here is the symmetry between the books, mostly without these writers having ever met or known each other. How is this even possible? Think about 40 different people spanning 1,500 years contributing to one book without them even knowing their writings were going to be compiled with others. This is not even remotely plausible. Yet somehow the central theme and message is written with uncanny detail and never wavers from Genesis to Revelation. This, how, how can you possibly even attempt to explain this? The answer is simple. It is not possible. It's not plausible or credible by any persuasive means of human reasoning or deduction. These points are mere tidbits that warrant a much closer examination of the intellectual veracity of Scripture. I hope you enjoy the journey with me. As always, just my opinion. My name is Mark Russick, and this is The Russick Outlook.